Anymore, we so can't it's perfect. See you. you don't know we're here. Hi, this, <laughs> this is Rhea Butcher. Hello. Guess what? That's Cameron Esposito. Nice. 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 Uh, Did you see huge, all these layers I huge have on? New, Oh, yeah. Wait, I have to say this. I want to talk about your layers, but I just okay. have to say this real all quick right. before I forget. because you can talk about my, my layers later. Uh, you know what's amazing <laughs> news? On December 8th, mm-hmm. Rhea and I will be releasing our first album that we have made together together separately separately we have i have three albums under my belt three albums under your belt you got one album under your belt one album under my belt we got number one albums both solo but as a duo we're releasing an album we're really excited Mm -hmm. about it's called back to back will you buy it yes you have to you have to buy it get out if you're not no that's Please buy it so I can buy more layers. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I don't know what's happening. What I was tired and I was like, well, I need a shirt and then I need a jacket and then I need a vest. So <laughs> I sometimes that just happens. <sighs> I felt like the shirt with the vest was not enough. Uh-huh. So I put the jacket in there. Uh-huh. And I will say, I'm just like a neutral temperature right now. <laughs> You look cute as hell. Thank you. I love it. Um, Thank you. Uh, but I will say that this is what Los Angeles does to you. <laughs> We've only lived here for five years. It's 68 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing. <laughs> it's cold as shit. Just can, Baby, can, it's cold outside. You needed to have a scarf on. I do like need a little a bit of a on. scarf. Yeah. Um, you know, One that goes to infinity. Uh-huh. Yes, Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine you in an infinity scarf now. <laughs> Me too. It's too much. Guys, friends, so many things are going on right now. So many things are going on. So many things. We've got tons of great comics on the show. Yes. we got pals that we've known for like ages and ages on the show ages tonight, which is ages. so great. Uh, I got a former roommate slash person I was in the circus with what? that's here. The circus. And I know you're like, you're like, wait a minute, what? You mean Hugh Jackman's the circus? <laughs> No, Rhea, a cooler version of the circus than Hugh Jackman will ever know. <laughs> Did someone say... What, what part of it are you I, surprised I by? I wish I knew. You thought part. that the Hugh Jackman dish, dish was not appropriate, or you just didn't know I was in the circus? But, yeah. <laughs> All of it. Number one, my Hugh Jackman dish was right on the money, because... He was great in Logan, and I can't believe he's yeah. taking that gravitas and applying it to. Well, specifically well, no, the circus, P.T. Barnum, yeah, yeah, who enslaved elephants. My wife's a vegetarian, so yeah, I don't eat elephants. I have to use words like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, My wife's an elephant, so. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, and then the circus part, that was also, you thought that was kind of cool? Yeah, no, I know, I'm cool. I'm a cool person. The most unimpressed, impressed person I know. I've ever met in my yeah, life. Yeah, the circus is cool. Yeah, the circus is cool. I could take or leave it, but... Yeah, your layers are cool. You could use a couple more. I don't know. No, it was cool. I was like in my late 20s and I was a stand-up comic already. And then there was this group of acrobats in Chicago that was looking for somebody to host their shows. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can absolutely do that. And they were like, would you also like to travel with us around the country in a van? It'll be seven female acrobats and you will be mostly naked. Our bodies are great. We have great bodies, and we can do things on hoops or with silks. Or There's a lot of stuff we can do, and your job is to just generally talk <laughs> in front of us so as to distract people from the fact that we're putting up apparatuses. And you know, people will almost think you're part of it, even though you can't do any of the things we can do. <laughs> not one of the skills. They try not to train thing. me. I can't, that's not true. I can base... Uh, some I can have like I can base it too high, which is where somebody stands on your shoulders, uh, and I can I can be stood upon. I'll have you know. Yeah, I can. They can stand on me. Yes, People yeah. can stand the. Fuck That's right. Out they can me. stand right on me. Yep. Uh, I can uh, still walk. I can still walk. But then they try. You to can still walk. Yeah. No, I can. Then they try to teach me one somersault, and I was like, it's too hard. <laughs> it's very painful, and I don't like that. It hurts. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just gushing blood. Sure. Yeah. Show goes on, as Hugh Jackman always says. <laughs> Shh. Uh oh. I talked to her. Now she thinks she can just vaguely mutter. Yep. Yeah, you better be sorry. Knock it off. <laughs> Did everybody have a nice Thanksgiving? You should just clap. That's all you need to do. Really, nice holiday. We had a good Thanksgiving. We were here. We were. We hung out with friends. We did. That was my first time hanging out with friends, not family, for Thanksgiving. It was very (laughs) nerve-wracking. Please applaud. It was hard. Wait, was that the very first time? Yes. No. You and I had Thanksgiving once right before we were flying to Toronto to do shows. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, it was, yes. Because I have my family. They love me so much that they want me my parents they want me to buy their house from them and then i will live in the house and they will live there Rhea will live there my sisters will live there we'll all own the house together we'll be adults just adult children with spouses all living in a house together that i grew up in and thank you that would be very nice um that's a lot of it's a lot of layers (laughs) it is a lot of layers it's so it's so intense. Ugh, so I'm trying to uh, be a 36 year old woman who feels less anxiety uh-huh. about their parents. What's wrong with me? I was supposed to deal with this 20 years ago, but I was gay and good. By which I mean I was gay, didn't know I was gay, and so I was just very good. By which I mean my older sister snuck out of the house a lot, but I was just like I don't even really want to see my boyfriend, so I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. My parents were like, you are so good. And I was like, I'm going to keep being this good or better. (laughs) Yeah. Just like a hardcore Catholic family with like a real sense of uh, doing the right thing. And and like hardcore Catholic is just, I love you. (laughs) That's not what Catholics say. (laughs) Well, whatever. They go, no, 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 you did it. 
<laughs> All right. Well. Repent for your sins. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry. What did I do? You thought about sex. <laughs> That's double kick drums. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. How was your Thanksgiving? The one I just had with you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about my experience of sure, it, but yeah, I don't know no, what I... your experience of it was. It was good. It was my first time transporting a tofurkey <laughs> um, mid-cook. That's and true. I forgot to thaw it, so it was just a hard brick of <laughs> gluten that I was trying to cook. But I thought it turned out pretty good. And actually, People liked it. They were not completely turned off by it. I had to explain many times that it is not made out of tofu. They just got to the name first. Yes. Uh, it also was, and that was shocking to a lot of people. Because we were spending uh, the holiday with one of our friends who's gluten-free. Yes. And then they were like, is this gluten-free? And I was and like, no, like, it's, actually, it's, it's gluten. only gluten. <laughs> it is made. That's what they do with of it. Gluten. They make it into balls. <laughs> That vegetarians eat. Yeah. Giant gluten they balls. Shrink wrap. Has anybody here had a tofurkey? Do you know what we're talking about? It's shaped. They're not. Oh, a couple people. Yeah. They don't shape it like Thank anything. God. I don't like when uh, vegetarian meat products are shaped like the meat. Has a fake bone coming like, out. Yeah. I'm avoiding this on purpose. Now you're just bringing sure. it back. That's fair. And my tofurkey was put directly next to a full tofu. Uh, <laughs> Full t- real tofurkey is what I almost just said. Real turkey is what I meant to say. And that was the first time I've literally ever been to a Thanksgiving with a full turkey. And I oh, almost is that passed true? out. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because the woman that, that carved it is like training to be a physician's she assistant. She is training to be a physician's assistant. It was a very which, interesting dinner. Which you'd think, like, no, not certain. She was just like, get to it. Like, it was ripped open. Like, it had a burst appendix or something. Yeah, she was doing some light triage and... Yeah, it was war medicine. She had to push two cc's of gravy and she didn't. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy because it calms so me. So much Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching so much Grey's Anatomy. Rhea won't watch it with me. She gets very just, mad and wants to leave the room. But it's so the, good. <laughs> it's such a good show. I forgot that it's like genuinely an amazing show. I... It's so smart. Just Shonda Rhimes is a genius, Rhea. I understand. It's so smart. A I teaching hospital? That is so I smart. Because it means that there will always be new students that can yeah, fuck of the same each other. Thing. It's so smart. It's Half such of it a is smart just, show. It's just one of them standing in a doorway going. <laughs> and then Meredith Grey's voice. Yeah. Which, like, you know what? That show is 90% whatever, like, vocal damage she's been working with. <laughs> I, I say that realize somebody so, with damage. When they're in surgery, when they shoot those scenes where they're all in surgery, having, yeah. like, a full conversation with each other, like, surgeons actually ever do that in their lives. But they're, they like, probably having do. a bar conversation. It's, like, ten of them. I realize watching like the eighth episode that you were watching, they have to like reloop all of that because they're all wearing surgical masks. Like they have to do that scene and then they all have to come in and do the scene again because they have paper over their faces. I, I think you are focusing on the less interesting job that somebody has in Hollywood during that scene. Because I'll tell you the, what I think is the most interesting job. Kidney maker. Sure. True. Like, if you watch that show, there's just open bodies all the time, which means that there's, like, a full staff of people just being, like, 
kidney producers or whatever, <laughs> just shoving in fake guts. Like, cause then they use, they have to move them and then they're like, cut, reset. It means like somebody has to come in and be like shoving the. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really cool job. <laughs> I like my job, but like, that's a cool job too. Kidney guts kidney reload, pepper. get in here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guts. <laughs> Oh, I love Grey's Anatomy so much. There's also so many good queer characters. and It's amazing. They always have very... They have the same amount inappropriate conversation at work as all the straight characters, which I really appreciate. Oh, that's nice. Because the straight characters are just like, if we're going to share a patient, we're going to share a bed. Or like whatever they say. (laughs) (laughs) That's how human beings talk to each other. The gay characters do the same thing where they're just like, I don't know if you're gay, but I'm gay, and I'm here operating on this patient with you. <laughs> Let's have sex with each other. That's a weird pickup line. It's kind of what just happened. Anyway, it's really nice. All right. Um, what, a, what is your problem with Grey's Anatomy? Say it in the microphone so that it's on tape for the podcast so that you never work in this town again. <laughs> I don't... I think it is a very well-written show. I've watched many of the episodes that you're watching. It's just that I have a limit to how much of it I can watch. I love the show because... (laughs) I love the show because I think that actually Shonda's master plan is that she's setting up a whole other show that will start whenever Grey's ends that's just... It's just... back there I just was Rhea Rhea (laughs) yeah I had had too many layers on she's setting up parallel universe no I think she's setting up a whole other show that's gonna start whenever Grey's ends that's just medical malpractice cases from all of the storylines that happen on Grey's Anatomy yeah no that's where they're just like yo you straight up like were upset because of your husband and you like for sure like dropped a scalpel into my daughter's body and I know you like felt fine about it at the end because there was voiceover but like for sure (laughs) you still owe me some money (laughs) I'm excited to see that show I like that pitch yeah yeah, I'm going to get her on the horn. Shonda, get her on the horn. Um, <laughs> hello, Shonda. Help, help me, Shonda, is the right thing to say. Yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have some, you know what is the final thing I'll say before we bring out our uh, first guest comic for tonight is that we have like fun people that are in the audience tonight. They left me a note, but I, and I just, I don't want to <laughs> embarrass you, but I'm so happy to know you and I'm so happy you're here. Michael and Peter, I'm just going to guess, where are you? Are you right? Where are you? I knew that was you. Hello. We've never met, but you're our neighbors. Hello. I'm Cameron. This is Rhea. Hello. We're your neighbors. I don't know why we've never met you, but I've admired your beautiful house and your amazing Christmas and Halloween decorations for years. And you guys have a really amazing two Joseph nativity. They have a nativity that's two Josephs. 
I took a photograph of this and I just posted. I posted a similar photograph last year. Just walk by and I like love your house that has the two Josephs and I cut off your address because I didn't want people to stop at your house and make you feel weird. But I just wanted to appreciate how cool it is and make me feel really welcome in the neighborhood. She did and run across the street to get the photo. Yeah, I was like, she was like, stay there! It's up! <laughs> took this photo. And then a bunch of people retweeted it. It's kind of all over the internet right now. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to blow up your house, but I just was so grateful to Wait, have you, it. You blew up their house? I, well, that was the wrong thing to say. I didn't mean to uh, draw attention to your house if you didn't want that, but I'm just so grateful that that exists in my neighborhood because I didn't grow up having that in my neighborhood and it makes me feel oh, like every day is a dream come true. So let's hear it for you too. And let's talk after... But yay! Thank you for making the neighborhood gay! <laughs> it's the greatest Christmas gift of them all. Yeah. All right. Friends, uh, you've been great, and it's so nice to have you here because, boy, are you going to like this lineup of stand up comics! Oh, yeah. Uh, this first dude, one of Rhea and my favorites, like for real, I, I wouldn't lie to you about that. Um, <laughs> Now I have to say that for everybody. <laughs> no, such a funny comic. So happy whenever he's on the show. Let's hear it right now for Chris Garcia. Give it up for Chris. Chris Garcia, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. You know, just feeling weird and tired because it's the holidays. How about oh, you? Yeah, same. Yeah. Tired, exhausted. Yeah, but you are doing Comedy Central Half Hour, yeah? Yeah. Next, Congratulations. Thank you. That's very awesome. Next Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Where is it? In New Orleans. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you, are you excited? What are you doing? Have you done a, run a bunch of sets? Are you feeling been, good? Feeling weird? Feeling what? I, I feel, I'm, I feel okay, but last week I was gone all week and didn't yeah. do any sets. Yeah. But I was in Japan. Oh, I saw your yeah. Instagram stories were very fun. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, they're so silly, but, uh, I did one, I ran a set there. I was yeah. like, I'm going to do a, uh, I'm going to do a show. Tight, tight and, 30 in Japan. <laughs> I did a tight 30 in Japan. <laughs> And it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh no. Well, hey, you got that one out of the way. Yeah, yeah. New but Orleans was, is in Japan. What? Sli New Orleans is oh, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Slightly different. I'm worried that people... Have you performed in New Orleans? Yes. Is, was it good? It was. Okay, yeah. good. I mean, it'll also be... You know, it's like a big... It's a big production. Oh, so yeah, it'll yeah. be. I just feel like it's thing. such a fun place where people are having. Oh, oh, people yeah. are drunk at 7 o'clock in the morning. Sure. <laughs> Which yeah. is whatever. We're going for it, so it's like, <laughs> hey, really don't want to see comedy. Like, people <laughs> yeah. are going to get sleep at Absolutely. Eight, but yeah. I hope it's good. The people in your audience are going to want to see it, though. Yeah, I'm very excited. Have you been to Lafitte's? Oh, is that the um? It's like the park. No, oh, no, no. it's this, it's a it's a gay bar. It's a gay piano bar, and oh. it doesn't. It's not wired for lights. So all they have is candles in there. That's so awesome. It's, one of the, it's like the old, it's not the oldest bar yeah. in the United States, but it's the oldest building that has continuously been a bar, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, that's so rad. Where is it? Very, very it's old. Like um, in... It's off of Bur Bourbon Street. Yeah. It's like at one end, at the gay end. There's oh, like yeah. a gay end. Um, I just been to John Lafitte yeah. State Park. Did you go there? No, I did not go there. It's just like a, you go on like an alligator cruise, Ooh. and at the end you get to hold a baby alligator. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. But <laughs> I'll have to go next time. Yeah. Well, have a great set, Chris. I know it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Chris Garcia, let him hear it. <laughs> I don't think I talked about this, but and this is very brief. Did anybody watch the All-Star game this year of baseball? Sorry. 
No one. A pin just dropped because people were like, I'm sick of listening about baseball, and they dropped their pins. Um, so the All-Star Game was in Miami this year. And so for, like, the, the festival of the thing, they had Pitbull sing some song, some Pitbull song where he laughs through half of it. I think that's my favorite part of that guy is he's just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's a song. Okay. All right, he's cracking up. Okay. And there is no shame in this, but I just, I just, it made me, it made me Pitbull laugh when I saw Pitbull come out on the float thing in Miami for the All-Star Game because they make, you know, it's like all marketing. So they make all these jerseys that you can buy and there's like an All-Star jersey. There's like 10 different All-Star jerseys. And so he's wearing an All-Star jersey. that's like Miami, All-Stars, whatever. He was wearing a women's jersey. And now there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, I'm not going to judge somebody for their choices, but it was just very funny because the women's stuff, the the logo is like 50% smaller. And so it was just Pitbull with this like ripped sort of baby doll tee jersey, two sizes too small and also clearly like hourglass shaped. (laughs) And then also just a very small logo. So it was very much like, I'm the toy version of Pitbull. Anyway, look it up. It's very funny. Obviously, you need the visuals for that, but I feel like I painted a pretty decent picture. So. <laughs> anyway. You guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. I just want to talk about Pitbull at the All-Star game. That happened 20 months ago. I don't know. Great, that was funny. All right, our next comic, another friend of the show, very funny guy. Give a warm welcome to Nick Nemiroff, everybody. What's up, guys? Like Rhea said, my name is Nick Nemiroff, and like most people my age, I am 27. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard the news recently. Have you heard it? <laughs> apparently, <clears throat> apparently, April Fools is happening a week early this year. <laughs> That's what my older brother told me. Or maybe you heard this. Um, My cousin is quitting his job soon. I I should mention, I get most of my news from my older brother. (laughs) My cousin is quitting his job soon. He works at uh, Medieval Times. Not for much longer, though. He just gave in his fortnight, so. <laughs> okay, me, er, have you guys heard this? 
My brother told me his favorite <laughs> rapper right now is this guy, DJ Mustard. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> DJ Mustard. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, what's next? You know, like MC Mustard? <laughs> I'm not very creative. <laughs> and also, I love mustard. <laughs> S- speaking of celeb names, though, you guys know uh, you guys know this guy, John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> okay, John Cougar Mellencamp. Who named this guy? Okay, Mad Libs. I'm going to be honest with you guys, I just um, just graduated from Intro to Stand-Up Comedy 101 <laughs> about uh, one hour ago. <laughs> they, told me, they told me in that class to, you know, it's really important to talk about what you look like. And I know I'm Nick Nemiroff, but I know like You guys right now, you're probably thinking like this guy kind of looks like a mix between Howard and Joanne Nemiroff. (laughs) Okay, we've got some Hojo fans here. Very cool. Very cool. I'll be honest, I um, kind of do that joke as a, uh, as a tribute now. I, uh, I'm visiting from Canada for a little bit, and when I got to L.A., I got some pretty um, uh, devastating news from the hospital. I found out that my dad has been pronounced dead, and it sort of just like made me think, you know, he spent his whole life uh, working and raising me, my brother, my baby sister, and I just can't believe that um, we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. April Fools. (laughs) But seriously, folks, I actually um, actually did get some pretty um, devastating news from a different hospital. I found out that I have to get brain surgery. To, to be honest, it's, um, it's just cosmetic. <laughs> I feel 
pretty self-conscious about all the wrinkles. So I'm just going to have them remove the part of my brain that feels that way. You know, I do, I do these jokes, and people on, on, on the street, they come up to me, and they say, Nick, uh, you're, you're dumb. <laughs> I have a question for those people. If I am so friggin' dumb, then how come my grandfather co-founded Harvard? Hmm. Not so dumb now, hmm. Yeah, just last week, me and my grandfather took a trip down to Boston, and even without a map, he founded it, so. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Keep it going for Nick, friends. I am going to sound very loud and energetic after Nick, and that's fine. Deal with it. Especially the men. Oh, she's so loud! She's yelling! She has no hair at all. What does she have for me? The truth. Just the truth. <laughs> do you know, this has nothing to do with anything. This literally has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I just thought you should know. You probably already know. But I, this really affected me a lot. I have no idea why I just thought of this backstage when Nick... I think it's because people have been talking about uh, Call Me By Your Name, uh, which is this new movie that... I mean, just your... It's weird that you got silent then. Usually there's like somebody here who goes like, Yeah, I know what that movie is. We're all in the entertainment industry. But just nothing. What is happening at this show tonight? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie called Call Me By Your Name. That's what the movie's called, and it's a movie. It's, uh, I think it's about a, an, an intergenerational love story between two men. Um, or as I like to call it, this year's Carol. Um, who cares? I just, I'm probably going to see it, but it's never going to be my Carol, you know, because Carol's my Carol, and I love Carol. Um, the most. I have it as a book, as an audiobook in the original format, and I also have it as a DVD. And I'm going to have all these women over, and we're going to watch Carol. That's really true. I said, Rhea, can I have lesbians over to watch Carol for Christmas? A Christmas Carol? And I said this to her so late at night that she agreed. So then in the morning, I made a paperless post invitation I've been thinking of. Every lesbian I know! Anyway, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you guys can go. <laughs> but Call Me By Your Name stars Army Hammer, whose name is Armand Hammer, because that's the full name. And that his, I think it's his grandfather that f founded Armand Hammer. And his name is Armand Hammer? <laughs> like, where were you when you 
heard that. Is it now? When I heard that, I fucking lost it. I thought I was saying something else. I've been saying Arm and Hammer. I thought I was saying Arm and Hammer. Anyway, that's just huge. That's huge news. It's like big corporate news, and it's really big news. I can't believe it. (sighs) Do you guys feel okay about that? That's big news. Shit. Anyway, I can't get over it. You come to this show like every week. How long have you come to this show every week? Yeah, just just eight months. Thank you so much for coming every week. Uh, what do you, what do you, why? <laughs> We're so funny. It's such a fun show. It's pretty cheap. It's pretty close, pretty local. What do you do with your time when you're not here? I go to a lot of comedy shows. I go to like four or five a week. Shit. But we're the best ones, so it's hard. You know, because then you go to other ones, you're like, oh, it's not them. <laughs> oh, I was really good. No, I know. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It was actually, that was such a fun show. It's sometimes it's night, you know, I travel a lot to do stand up, and then I pretty much mostly only do this show when I'm in town. But like last night, I went and did stand up at uh, the Virgil, which is a bar in town for at, at this show called Hot Tub. And I didn't want to go do stand up, I just wanted to stay home. But then I immediately texted Rhea, I'm very good at stand up after I got stage. <laughs> I was, you guys. I was! I said so many true things. I got people a little nervous, but then I really rearranged their brains and got them on my side. That's cool that it's like such a hobby that you're so devoted to. What do you do? You, do you, what do you do for a living? Uh, I write computer software. Oh yeah, so you work, and then you go out and see stand-up comedy at night. I know that sounds weird that I wouldn't understand that but I don't I've like never been like I want to go see a comedy show (laughs) not one time I hate this I want to take the microphone away from whoever's speaking (laughs) what what do you say my wife's in comedy she's taking classes at UCB oh that's awesome yeah well that's cool well thanks for coming and being so supportive I mean, God, if you've got another, like, I don't know, tiny little eight months in you, that'd be cool. (laughs) Now I feel like maybe I should... Has it felt short? Has it just felt like nothing, a drop in the bucket? Maybe I've been too stressed out about possibly being pregnant someday. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If you're just like, it went by like this! Because I, you know, anyway. (laughs) It's one of those things, once you're in, you're in, and then you go, shit! You know, five more months of this? And so anyway, that's one of the reasons I'm going to buy kids. Because I don't understand the pants. I know they have special pants with a big high waistband that's very comfy. What I don't understand is how you ever stop wearing those pants. And you just go back to normal pants that sit at your waist and hurt your body when before you were protecting all of your innards and guts just because a stupid baby's in there? What about me? (laughs) What? Wear them. Okay! (laughs) Like a supportive but weird audience. (laughs) It's cool that you're in the circus, I guess. What is that? Wear them. (laughs) Just like supportive 
also evenly spoken heckles. Like, it's not even, they're not even heckles. Just a sentence. Do it if you want to. That is actually, the, that's like, I can't think of a more stressful thing to say to a comic. Because our whole, our whole thing is like, let me convince you of something you don't believe. I've thought about this and I have a great point to make. And then as an audience, there's nothing you could do that would take the, just more like, yeah, no, sure. I mean, if that's what you think. <laughs> Comic's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, well, friends. Hey, speaking of friends, uh, these next comics are old friends of mine. We started doing stand up together. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've known them for like 10 years or more, longer actually, um, in Chicago. And now, now they live out here and I live out here. We all live out here and that's amazing. So let's hear it right now. Welcome to the stage, my friends, the Putterball Sisters. Give it up for them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Give you. it up Thank for you. Cameron and you. Rhea. I love those gals. You guys are great. I'm glad to be here. This is my real life sister. This is my real life sister. Her mom knows my dad. So <laughs> a lot of people wonder what's different about you guys. And see, I'll tell you, I like to hustle. And I like to grind. So that's it. And my sister dressed up like, don't tell mom the babysitter's in her 30s for you guys tonight. Ooh, I am right on top of that, Rose. Okay. And it looks like you really took the sweater off of a Serbian housewife today. <laughs> Thank you. How did you do it? I don't know. <sighs> so uh, I guess we should just come out and say it. We should say Maybe it. We should just come out and say it. You um, guys, um, we're We're women. women. And if you know anything about stand-up comedy, you know. It's a, a woman's, woman's game. <laughs> and sometimes we let guys up here to try it out. Yeah. And it is cute to see what they do. It is. <laughs> it's fun. I just feel like in this day and age, today, I wish just somebody, anybody, would just give the straight white male a chance. Give him a try. Give him a chance. Give him a goddamn chance. Give him a shot. See what they do. We've had it too good for too long. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, they let us sometimes um, do all women showcases. Fun. Um, we did a showcase at a place that rhymes with the Raft Factory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and the show was honestly called That, that show, show of, of the, the Month. month. Yes yeah. way. Way yes. Yes yeah. way. Yes way. Yeah. Yes way. Um we got to do uh what else did we get to do? Um well what's fun, you know, we get to all get together, sync up on our periods, mm -hmm. of course. Sure. And then if you want to know what it's like to perform with all women backstage, it's just a bunch of people being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, no, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want my money? You know my set. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I have a bad dad. You have a bad dad? Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry about uh, that. So it's so, a lot like that. We also got to perform at Susan B. Shopping Ooh, yeah. Festival. And we also got to headline Cunt for Red October. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Just kidding. It's fun. Those Thus ones weren't real. It's fun. But what's in the news? What has been in the news? I think men are in the news. Men have been in the news? Yes. What's that sound? Oh, it's the sound of the straight white man going down. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I also 
love that um, there's some news. There's some Louis C.K. news. Yeah, there's some hollabaloo. He has a new set out. Um, (laughs) And I love that people are boggled that a, a famous comic could do such a thing. Yeah, just floored. Just astounded. Just astonished. Just, I can't believe a famous person could do something like that. Yeah. I can because uh, I'll tell you some things that non-famous men have said to me. Yeah, you know? sure. Not famous uh, at all. Just not famous at all, you know. <laughs> just, uh, just a guy at CVS said to me, you know, you're a fetish because you're tiny, but you have a woman's body. CVS, huh? Yeah. Wow, that was an unwoke CVS that you must have sure. gone to. Yeah. I'll tell you something that a non-famous person told me. He said to me, I didn't give emotional enough blowjobs. Ah. <laughs> and I tell you what, he just makes really shitty web videos. Okay. Not famous Not at all. Not famous at all. Which is funny because when I give blowjobs, I just... Look up at them and cry, 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 and then go, don't go away. (laughs) Uh, Make sure they're really emotional. I'll tell you something else a man said to me. Hey, Danielle, you can cook. Why don't you have a boyfriend? And that was our our dad. dad. (laughs) So I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, I'm not trying to bring you guys down. Um, We'll bring you back. Let's bring you back up. Uh, We are from Chicago, from the Midwest. Okay, Okay. see how you feel about that. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. That's why I had to leave. Mm -hmm. Had to leave Chicago before my pussy or my liver failed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you think that it worked all the time to be in an alternative sister act in the Midwest, you'd you'd be wrong. wrong. Oh, I was just performing for a lot of Slipknot fans. Yeah, a a lot of people wearing starter jackets. Sure, just a lot of guys staring at you being like, there's two of them talking and neither one's my wife. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. And I feel like I, I've been here two years now and I feel like I got what L.A. is. It is feeling like you're never doing enough all the time. Mm. <laughs> is that it? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I'd love to answer the question, what am I working on more often? <laughs> Love that question. Yeah, could yeah, I get it more? Enough. 14 times a day. Yeah. Could, could we do 37? I feel like no matter who you talk to, they were like, oh, what are you working on? They're like, oh, I'm, I'm a screenwriter. I'm a ghostwriter. I'm a postmate. Mm. <laughs> and whenever you ask people how are they in L.A., their voice goes from the highest octave it can go down to the lowest, and they're like, I'm amazing. I'm so good. I'm great. I live here. I'm going to move back to Cleveland. (laughs) I'm going to move back to Cleveland. I'm going back to Cleveland. (laughs) And so I feel like uh, maybe we should just take our time to maybe pitch to the crowd. pitch to the crowd. Yeah, if any of you guys work for any networks, if you've heard of YouTube, if you guys can put me on the web. Yeah. um, Yeah, if if you could, we have a couple pitches. Yeah. 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 If you guys know about what's real today, it is, of course, reality Reality TV. TV. And so if you've ever seen the spooky show Toddlers and Tierras, where the little girls get hosed off with bronzer hoses and kicked on stage, I'm thinking, we're thinking, I'm thinking baby tightrope walkers. Okay? That's where we take a bunch of babies, we throw them on tightropes and sort of hope, hope for, for the, the best. best. It's a short, short show. show. 
And if you guys one. didn't like that because you hate babies on tightrope, <laughs> I, I know that's a touchy subject these days. Um, we have another show. Yeah, we do. So we teamed up with our muse. My muse. Give, me, muse. Some, give me something I can muse. Our muse, the feminist poet Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. And <laughs> we have a new show coming out in the fall. Uh, it's called The Tear Factor. Yeah. And it's where Joe Rogan goes to bars at last call and screams at drunk girls till they cry. So Yeah, then he just covers them in scorpions. Yeah. I was thinking, you know what? If this whole thing doesn't work out, sure. this whole sister thing, sister yeah. act, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking we just get to malls. Okay. Okay. Now, if you're like us, you have a tiny Italian dad. Sure. And what we've always wondered is, where, where does, does he, he get, get his, his suits? suits? <laughs> so I'm thinking a store is called Little Guy Suits. And don't worry, there's pockets for meatballs. And the, the jingle goes a little something like this. Little guy suits, little guy suits. Where did you get your little suits, little guy? Thank you. We've Thank been you. the Butterball Sisters. Give it up for yourselves. The Butterball Sisters, let them hear it. I was going to talk about something real quick. So I had all those jackets on, and one of them is a Dodger jacket that my wife got me, and it has a patch that says Dodgers on it, and then it says Dodgers really big on the back. But I don't really wear it, because anytime I wear anything more than one Dodger item, men on the street have to point that out to me. And I don't understand why they feel like they have to remind me of what I am wearing. As though I forgot, I put it on my own body. Cameron and I were walking our tiny dog, and she was wearing a Dodger hat. She also had some Dodger socks on. Look, we were going for a walk. You throw on your athletic gear when you do that. I had a Dodger shirt on and a Dodger hat on. Look, it was a lot of Dodger stuff. I understand. And we walked by a dude who maybe just happened to be short. Just saying, just painting a picture. And he was unloading, like musical equipment out of a van that they had like retrofitted to be like a four-wheeling van but also we discussed the purpose of the van for at least a half an hour and i was like look it's not an actual four-wheeling van because you couldn't take that van four-wheeling that is a van that takes you through terrain that is in need of four wheels kind of a thing and then you stop the van you don't go for a four see what i'm saying <laughs> But they were getting band equipment out of it. It's like raised up on hockey pucks and has like the big tires and a thing on the top. And they took the bumpers off for clearance or whatever. And so we were walking by them and it was like close. Whenever somebody's like close near me, I just have this tendency to be like, hello, and just like make eye contact, which is to say, don't kill me. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> and we both were like, hello, as we walked by with our dog. And the guy was like, hi. And then he was like, <laughs> Let me ask you something. And I was like, this is always a great start to a conversation. When a guy puts his arms on his <laughs> hips, puts a foot out, and then says, let me ask you something. I don't want to be asked this question, I'll tell you that. And he was like, do you guys like the Dodgers? And we were just like, bah! and walked away. And then thought of like 50 responses. But that happened to me another time when I was wearing the same shirt and the same hat. A guy was on a run, on an actual run on a run he was damp from moisture of his own sweat from the run he was very into the run 
and he had long hair, no headphones in. He was wearing like khaki pants. <laughs> Who runs in pants? <laughs> and then just a V-neck white shirt on. And he ran past and like looked at me and then he stopped his run and he was like, hey, you a real fan or are you just wearing all that shit? And I was like, what's it to you? Like just screamed at another human being on the street. He's like, oh, I've been asking everybody that. I'm like, I hope you get punched in the face. It's not going to be by me because I am scared. So. (laughs) What an asshole. And then he just ran away. He like said something. He's like, oh, I've been asking everybody. And I was just like, why? <laughs> and he was like, I mean, I asked somebody in a Mariner's hat. I was like, what, you lose a bet? And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Life is so insane and can be so bad. Why would you also go on a run for your own health and fitness and ruin everyone else's day? <laughs> like a bunch of people you don't know. You're just like, well, I'm feeling better. Hang on a second. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> What are you enjoying? Wearing a hat, protecting your face from the sun? (laughs) What'd you lose a bet? Oh, Jesus Christ. (sighs) I've been trying to stay off the internet. (laughs) Because it's making me very angry. And it's been like days. I I have only been using Instagram and like Google. Like I, I literally, I see like news updates and I just go, whatever. Still bad. Like nothing. I don't go, I haven't been on Twitter. I've posted a couple things. My life is so much better. My life is so much better because I don't just have this onslaught of information. I call my phone a sadness machine. And I turn my brightness down on my sadness machine at night. So I tried to stop using that because I just realized, like, I'm even just mad at the physical presence of the phone. Like, we used to, like, the phone, the, the iPhone was like, oh, my God, can you believe it? I can watch a TV show on a thing that's in my pocket. I can't believe it. This is crazy. And like we lo- every update was like, oh my God, there's emojis now. And like everything was like just this whole new world and everything was being opened up. And now I have my phone. And I'm like, no, I'm not driving. Like as soon as. <laughs> and that was the day of the update. Like it up- I was like, oh, that's great. That'll keep me from getting in an accident. 30 minutes later, I'm like, no, I am a passenger. <laughs> So I have a bit of an anger problem, I think. It's, I think it's the phone. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. It says, dude's getting... Giving me shit about my clothes. Yep, that's my, that's my note. <laughs> dude's giving me shit about my clothes. That's going to be my next album. <laughs> dude's giving me shit about my clothes. Anyway, thanks, you guys. That's all. Anyway, we have two more comics left. Th- th- yes. How about you give it up for the two final comics that we have for the evening? Yeah, that sounds great. Keep it going for this next comic. He is a friend of the show, Elliot Glazer. Oh, hello. Yeah, the world is a sadness machine right now. The world is a sadness machine. The world is on fire. Things are terrifying and scary. And, um, you know, not to... Not to go dark on you, but um, I'm a brilliant comedian. Um, my comedy is brilliant and groundbreaking. But in times like these, it, it is. And in times like these, you need to sort of stop. We all do. We need to sort of stop and take a sort of lay of the land. Look at the, the cultural topography of what's going on. And I'm also a musician, a brilliant, brilliant musician. And um, I think right now, music is sort of what we need. We need music, we need musicians, we need artists 
to usher in change because we need it. We need that lay of the land. We need to sort of take a look at the cultural topography of what's going on so we can get a better feel for, for an understanding of what to do. The world's on fire. And so tonight I wanted to bring a song. It's not a song that I wrote, but it could have been. It's a brilliant and beautiful <laughs> song uh, by an artist whose work has stood the test of time, about seven years. And um, it's a song that I, I do hope will bring some joy and hope to you in this time of crisis. Um, and I will say before I sing the song that as I speak about the cultural topography, there is something to be said about geography and, and the cultural geography of where we live, California. You know, we're a blue state, and it's important that we remember who we are. And I think this song should hopefully um, remind you who you are as well. Shall we? Listen to the lyrics. talking about bikinis on top or is she talking about bikinis on top <laughs> she's probably talking about boobs you can travel the world but nothing comes close to the golden coast once you party with us you'll be falling in Popsicles, California girls, we're undeniable, fine, fresh, hashtag fierce, we've got it on lock, West Coast to represent, now put your hands up, whoa, 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 whoa. 
California, California, here we come, the OC theme. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. Elliot Glazer, I didn't get to shake your hand because I was over there watching. I'm sorry. Hi, friend. You are beautiful. Where are you? Great job. Great job, Elliot. One more time for Elliot. He's still got... Oh, he's got such a good uh, set of pipes. He does a great show called Haunting Renditions where he sings those songs, but then he has like a full band with him with like, well, what's it with string? Wood, I don't know. He's got people do, they do this. They have instruments though. They're not just, it's in the... Um, some of those happen. I was going to ask you, Rhea, who the final comic was, but I remembered in my mind in that moment. I know who it is. I know who it is. You don't have to tell me. I fucking know. These two think I don't know. Um, how's your day going? You seem cute, and you were holding hands. It's very nice. We got married yesterday. What? I knew there was a flavor. You can't hide that shit from me. <laughs> Sitting there. Oh, I'm just... I'm the, hi, congratulations. Where did you do it? Santa Barbara. Mmm. How, how did it go? Wait, yesterday? Yeah. The day before today? <laughs> so technically, we're your honeymoon for like a brief period of time. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this day with us. It's very cool. I'm just absolutely honored. It's great news. How long were you guys together before you got married? Three and a half years. Mm-hmm, yes. You seem to not be from the United States. <laughs> Where are you from? We're from England. You're both from England? Yeah. yeah. Because you hadn't talked, so... <laughs> you could have been from anywhere! Uh, do you live here now? No. Nope. You got married in Santa Barbara? Why? Uh, I came to visit this one. Uh, yes. A week ago. Uh-huh. We came to this show last week. Did I talk to you? Yeah, we shook your hand on the way out. <laughs> outside on the corner. Out, outside. Uh-huh, yes, okay, great. And then we insisted that we come back the next week so we could tell you that we got married. You, this was the right thing to do. <laughs> Did you know you were going to get married? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't mean like, they, oh no, like you just woke up or whatever. I mean like, like you flew here to Santa Barbara to get married in Santa Barbara? Sort of? Yeah. Not really? No? Yes? We knew it was coming to the States. Uh -huh. We wanted to elope, so yes. we were married while we were here. Uh-huh. Got it. We Nailed. didn't book it, though. We didn't yeah. Book it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you got here. I assume you booked something. Um, <laughs> we just sort of jumped into the ocean, and then... <laughs> it would take so long. Which way would you even go around? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's great. Was it, was it everything you wanted it to be? Oh, well, congratulations. My, um, my thoughts on marriage are that it is very fucking hard. <laughs> and also that hopefully, if you're lucky, you picked a stand-up comic that you really think is funny. <laughs> to marry. Because <laughs> then, the other night, where are you, Rhea? I don't want to tell this story without you being here. Honestly, Rhea and I, we fight like cats and dogs. Or two cats, even. <laughs> <laughs>
two dogs. I don't know why that's... Why is that not the phrase? Have you ever seen two dogs that don't know each other? They fight so much. Anyway, um, we fight like cats from different homes that have been crated near each other at the vet. <laughs> we fight a lot. We fight so much. But we're really good at fighting with each other. Hi, sweetie. Yeah, no, thank you. I know I'm really a brilliant comic. Um... We fight so much, and the other night, Rhea said to me, like, literally, like, I have said to her, like, fuck you, and then what has made me feel great is that she goes, fuck you, and I go, oh my god, thank god. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I hate you, and then she says, I hate you, I go, oh, this is like, this is my perfect relationship. <laughs> I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that I say, I hate you, and they go, what, wait, what? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh no, I just, it was the heat of the, yeah, so that's what's great about Rhea. She hates me too. I hate you. I know. Thanks so much. But the other night, the other night we were fighting, and she and I made a joke in the middle of it, and then she goes, "You're not even funny." No! I said, "Ria, you take it back. That is the meanest thing you ever said to me." I know you do. <laughs> A round of applause for these, these two. We got a great final comic on the show tonight. Friend of both of your minds, such a funny person. Let's hear it right now for Sarah Schaefer. Give it up for Sarah. Keep calm, it's Sarah Schaefer. Hey, that's our show. It is our show. Let's hear it one more time for Rhea. Cameron Esposito. We are here every Tuesday, so yeah. we'll see you next week. But also, can you please buy our upcoming album? You know you're going to. Okay, great. Please. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to cover your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> 
Jesus. I mean, Jazos, ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.